0: Welcome to the Port Swing Orchestra Podcast. I'm your conductor, Barry Stone. On the pod, I'm super thrilled to be joined by Ariana Gomez. This episode continues our series of conversations with artists participating in the Vast of the Sea exhibition, a series curated by Port Swing Orchestra, consisting of eight presentations from artists whose diverse work are united by explorations of image, sound, and community, presented presented by Colab Projects in Austin, Texas. The next presentations will take place at 7 and 8 p.m. on Saturday, February 17th, and our final presentations will take place the following Saturday at 7 and 8, the 24th of February at Colab Projects in Austin, Texas. Ariana will present a sound and video work on Saturday, February 17th at 7 p.m. as to see... It's supported in part by grants from the Cultural Arts Division of the City of Austin Economic Development Department, the Texas Commission on the Arts, the National Endowment for the Arts, and HEB. But before I get into our conversation with Ariane, I should tell you that Portswing Orchestra is an art project that pairs music recorded outside with images made on site, performed and recorded at home and away solo and with others. Our orchestra is comprised of birds, guitars, artists, poets, and passing cars that spontaneously create ephemeral, symphonic, chance inspired compositions. The original site and hub for all things PSO can be found at portswingorchestra.org. In addition to buying tickets, you can support PSO by subscribing and giving five stars to this podcast, following our feeds on Spotify and YouTube, or buying merch and recordings on Bandcamp. We have a brand new album, to CD, collecting PSO's second year of pieces. Each CD comes with a digital download. Ariana Gomez is a visual artist based in Austin, Texas. She has spent the last 12 years in New York City working commercially and recently returned home to Austin to pursue a graduate degree at the University of Texas. This transition has become a catalyst for her most recent ruminations on the concepts of home, family, and identity. Working primarily with photography, text, and sound, Gomez's practice examines our notions of the home as myth through reflections on her parents' relationship to land. Her interest lies in the meeting of this trinity of images, text, and sound, and how the three can work together as a spiritual triad to create an experiential memory scape of place. Gomez has exhibited both in the U.S. and internationally, most recently showing it women in their work as a red-dot artist. Studio 7 for the Rockaway Artists' Alliance, in Fort Tilden, New York, and for the Prince Space Gallery in London. Recent awards include a 2024 University Residency Fellowship from the studios at Mass Mocha, and she was honored to be mentioned as the Photographer to Watch in Glass Tire's Best of 2022. Her work has appeared online and in publications such as the New York Times, Opinion, Lux Magazine, PH Museum, Boom, and Ain't Bad. Gomez has a lot going on currently. In addition to her presentation on Saturday for PSO, she has work currently up at the Visual Arts Center on UT campus for Somos Recordos, which is on view until March 2nd. She has a cyanotype piece at the Mexicarte Museum for their Mix and Mash group show and fundraiser will present a window dressing show at icosa here in austin from february 19th to the 26th there'll be a reception on february 23rd from 6 to 8 and finally gomez will participate in a group mfa thesis show for ut mfa graduates at the visual arts center which opens on april 19th there will be links to those events in the show notes Ariana and I discuss her work currently up at the VAC, her journey back from Austin to New York, and we get into what time means for a photographer engaged experimentally in the time-based media of sound and video. We touch on family, community, and the importance of place in art making. After my conversation, we'll hear a small excerpt of audio from the piece she will present for PSO. So here, now, is my conversation with Ariana Gomez. So welcome to the Port Swing Orchestra podcast, Ariana Gomez.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks for joining us. You're the next performer in our slot. We have four... Saturdays, and you are the third Saturday, 7 p.m., February 17th. And to remind people, we're at CoLab Projects, and the situation is that there's a big cement culvert on about an acre of land, um, and it's like a big rectangle, uh, about 40 foot by 10 foot by 10 foot. We have two projectors that are projecting on the ceiling. We have moving blankets to lay down on to encourage you to gaze upward. And then we have a kind of a sound system. Uh, that's inside that you know uh, uh, creates a kind of stereo field on, on each end. So all these performances and per- presentations investigate images and sound um, and uh, and sometimes text because I know that you work with text sometimes. But yeah, I just want to hear what you're up to. What do you what are we in for on Saturday night?
1: Yeah, what are we in for? Um, okay, so to. Uh assuage the fears I am not performing per se um <laughs> Who's fear? maybe mine? my own <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe my own fear um yeah I it's I guess we're, it's a loose term performance um I'm gonna be showing a film-ish thing um it is video uh, I guess the proper better term would probably be screening um mm. And yeah, it's uh, I'm pretty, pretty new to a lot of the video stuff. Um, I was starting kind of last year and uh, maybe taking a look at what video could do for my practice. I was looking at home movies and archives, kind of who owned archives, who had archives. Um, and I created a short, short, short little film um, last semester. That one was sort of exploring my dad and personifying him within the Texas landscape, trying to understand the relationship between him and my mom. Uh, for this one, though, it's going to be brand new, which is
0: exciting. exciting. Well, it's totally
1: exciting. Yes. One night only. <laughs> One night only. uh, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So
0: far. Well, yeah, remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With the last video, I was thinking about my dad a lot. I think it became like this continuation of a project that I did previous to grad school. Um, And this one, I wanted to take him out of it and explore him sort of as a sound uh, or Mm. like uh, what a landscape could sound like potentially um, in my photos and my installation that I'm thinking for thesis. It's a little bit uh more experiential and so I kind of want the film to be a little bit of that but it's I guess the best way I've described it so far is uh, it's more like environmental studies uh, more than anything else so Mm -hmm. smaller clips um, with just try I mean this is going to be so experimental so you know we're both going to be surprised in this (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's sort of just me wandering and looking um, and putting that together as as an experiment and the sound itself is probably going to be the more stable thing in the film in mm. terms of representing what a landscape could be uh, representing what a home could be and, um, and I think that is probably going to be the more unifying factor in all of it. Um, you know, I'm still working on it. So uh,
0: mm, it's unfolding.
1: <laughs> it's unfolding. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we love. We love improvisation and yep. uh, chance operation. All that <laughs> stuff um, exactly. is, is what Port Swing Orchestra is all about, for sure. Well, I also want to just give it some context. You are primarily or have been trained and worked as a, as a photographer, right, in the still yes. images um, for a long time. And so videos is relatively new. I have a thousand questions, actually, given <laughs> Great. given what you, <laughs> you said. <laughs> so I think it's interesting just as a photographer thinking about, like, walking through the landscape. But I want to pivot to the sound. When you, you ask that question about, like, how do you, you know, what, what sounds as a landscape, make. That could be anything from, you know, we, you know, Mark Menjivar was sampling electromagnetic waves coming off of power transmission towers. There is, there is the idea of like what music is playing, you know, cars going by wind rustling the leaves, you know, birds singing. When you think about it and what sounds that you're attracted to, what, what sort of piqued your curiosity and what's making its way sort of into your work?
1: Originally, I was thinking um, how to sort of extract my dad from my work currently. Uh, I felt he was this overarching figure that I couldn't really get past. Um, Mm. And so not that this was his personal landscape, but... I chose to personify him within, like, West Texas landscape. Mm. Um, I think it's most fitting for what I see him as. Um, And so, you know, previous to this, it was what was that imagery. And now I wanted to not be so overt, not to have him so in there. And so I was thinking, what could a West Texas landscape sound like? Um, And, like, initially it wasn't. In the sense of like what does what do the birds out there sound like, or what is you know uh driving through the landscape sound like it was more of you know if a physical landscape had a sound, what does that sound what is that sound um, if the dirt had a sound that you know wasn't attached to our uh messing with it or, you know, like walking through it. Like what Mm. is its own sound? And I, of course, you know, sound, (laughs) it's so silly. When I started doing video, um, I... I just didn't think about sound, like it not in that way. I was just sort of well, like that's yeah.
0: a, true, a true photographer. Of man. course, yeah. yeah you yeah. just point
1: you point the camera <laughs> and there it is. Um, and so when we started putting the video together, um, I say we, my husband helps me edit it um because mm. he's he's more versed in it. Um, you know, when we started putting it together, uh, it did sound very we- like jar- it was just jarring the whole thing. Right. And so I eventually just started using a field recorder to see like what could what could what sounds could I get. Um, mm. and it was interesting when I was putting this installation that I currently have together it <laughs> I had crit, and I was freaking out. I was like, what am I going to show? And so I looked online at like sound archives um, Mm. to to see what existed for like landscape. And they all turned out to be this like kind of crazy, like subterranean uh, sounds like caves and whatnot. And everything sounded sort of like a horror movie to me. So (laughs) I was like, this is a little too jarring, I think, Mm. for what I want. And so... I had taken a random recording last year of this huge thunderstorm on my porch. Um, talk about porch swing orchestra.
0: Yeah, man. Um, this is I mean, you're 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 checking all the boxes. Here. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> um I did a um a field recording of and there's like my mom has these chimes on her porch. And so I sort of started it right when the wind started picking up and there's no rain and it like goes into this. You know, huge thunderstorm, and then it kind of fades away. And at first, I'm sort of like, okay, well, how close is that to you know, like the meditation rainstorms <laughs> Um, But mm-hmm. I think like it operated in a way that was really surprising to me, um, calming. When looking at this, like I have this sort of field of images right now on my on my studio wall, and people sort of reacted to it in a way that was like calming. Um, And so with this video in particular, uh, I think I wanted to keep that. I know it's not maybe like landscape per se, it's more environmental. Mm. Um, But I, I think it alludes more to this idea of home and then what can happen on a porch and, and the type of life that is lived on a porch. Um, And so it just so happens that like a lot of my field recordings are from my my back porch and um just different different ways of looking at things and the way that i film things i also film like (laughs) i'm probably terrible to talk to about technical for this kind of thing because i i the same way that i photograph i Mm -hmm. film with every kind of camera like it doesn't matter so i have iphone i have eight millimeter i have um like this early 2000s camera, uh, mm. like standard def kind of thing. And even that was a learning curve. Like I had to, I was shooting just fine with the the early 2000s, kind of not so great camera. And then I switched to my, um, you know, Canon 5D Mark IV and suddenly it's stabilization is a thing. And
0: right,
1: so, right. <laughs> so, yeah, it just changed kind of how I was looking at everything. And so I had, I started making these, what I call environmental studies and sort of like, um, putting it on a tripod and just sitting for a while. Um, and I had to train my brain a little bit because, you know, in, if I film anything on an iPhone, um, it's just, I, yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, here's 30 seconds for my Instagram story and right. I move on, you know? And so it was really interesting to kind of piece all those things together for something
0: so- like this. So we're going to see like a, a, a kind of a collage of all these different kind of approaches will we'll end up in the, in the edit you think, or yeah, they all kind so. of in play.
1: They're, they're all kind of in play and I'm trying to figure out right now how, how they do like basically sequence um, yeah. in a, in a sense uh, you know, it's interesting because I've always thought about, I, I did photography commercially, like working commercially in New York for a little while. And I also had a chance to learn video and, commercially and I sort of equate it like learning a language is like you know photo is Spanish and then video is Italian like yeah. they're they're the same you know base language like uh Whatever, but they're so hard to to parse out. You know, like they're completely different in a lot of ways. Too, they are so.
0: very different, right? Thinking yeah. about just, the, I mean, time is 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 so uh, important in both medium, right? It is like almost the essence in some ways. But they're obviously, you know, they're played out in so different different ways. And then you play off that, you know, to make it interesting in different ways. You know, you think about a photograph that. Sometimes for me, the most interesting part of it is sort of dreaming to think about what happened before and after, you know, right. this, this moment. Whereas video, you d- you don't have that. You are you are in it. You you're both before and after, right? You know, exactly. You're, you're, it's sort of immersive that way. And so the, the the narrative and the and the sort of need for narrative, I guess, uh, and the sort of almost the propulsive nature that narrative is almost impossible to avoid. Right, um, with with uh, a sequence of images that makes up a video, does create a kind of uh, an interesting problem, especially for yep. someone coming at it from photography. Right, so it's interesting where you're talking about, too, talking about extraction. Right, taking mm-hmm. you know, sort of, it sounds like in some ways taking the figure out. Um, of the frame, right? Yes. And yet then creating this sort of environment. So it's in, in in some ways it's kind of creating that kind of uh stasis, if you will, of a of a photograph, but then creating, you know, it's almost like a prolonged moment, right? I'm yeah. Not, not like a cinegraph or that kind of a thing, but just kind of a, a more sort of um like a suspension or something, you know, that's, ra- yeah. You that's... Know, rather than like a propulsive, you know, Mission impossible kind of drama. <laughs> you know?
1: I often I often uh, look towards mission impossible for, <laughs>
0: for everything. Well, absolutely. I mean yeah. all of a sudden um, somebody's gonna come running through the frame.
1: Right. <laughs> Um, No, I mean, that's, that's exactly it, honestly. Um, I, ever since I was a teenager writing terrible poetry, um, I have always thought about suspension of time and suspension Mm. of, 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 of a single moment. And so often, especially when I'm writing, most of my writing deals around sort of like, like, how you slow things down and how you can like, just, just describe this singular moment, um, Mm. in, in detail, you know? And so, I mean, that, that since I was young has always been a a sort of a driving force, which is, I think exactly why I love photography. Um, you know, just like you, like when I was in New York city, I would sit on the subway and I'd see someone across from me and just kind of notice them. And then they get up and they leave and someone else replaces them. and, And I'm like, that person just had no idea that, the other one existed in the exact same space and time. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know, it's wild. To yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I think it, it will also just like imagining, I always think about that, you know, the sort of the living room, right, uh, notion of being in a subway where you're sort of trapped in this living room with <laughs> uh, these people that don't want to talk to you and you <laughs> yes. probably don't want to talk to you either, but then you're just like imagining like their stories, right? Like yeah. what are they doing and why did they pick that shirt? And, you know, yep. there's just... They're just so I definitely miss that kind of sort of saturated narrative that just yep. surrounds you in an urban environment that's more dense um, than than we have here um, in Austin. And it's funny. I was talking to Gavin um, who will um, who will perform and present um, after uh, yours. And he's got footage also from from West Texas. And he's his piece is uh called "Motel Myths," and he's thinking about there's all these kind of images of motel rooms, which is kind of oh, the wow. opposite, right of uh yeah, of the subway. But in the same way, you know it's funny to think like when you're in a motel room, you do believe you're the only occupant that's sort of ever been there, unless you're like yeah. seeing active traces, <laughs> and then you're repulsed. you're like, "Oh, and my then you God. want to leave yeah. <laughs> exactly you're like, "Oh my God, someone has been here." exactly there's a a cigarette here oh my god that's disgusting yes exactly of course there's millions well not millions but there's (laughs) lots (laughs) lots of people before you and after you and it's the same thing that sort of ghosting coming in and out of of the frame or the or the subway seat right and you know think of those you know uh, many are called you know the famous walker evans series where he's hiding a um, a, a camera in his, in peeping out through his buttonhole, you know, yeah. <laughs> stealing pictures of people, which is ethically, you know, very questionable, but the pictures, you know, it's a, it's an impulse. I think so many of us have is like, God, I'd love to take that picture, you know?
1: Yeah, um, exactly. And, and for me, like, I, I just had to resign to my myself to the fact that I was not a street photographer. I'm not the person that like, can kind of get in someone's faces or be sneaky about something. Um mm-hmm. You know, I I just can't be sneaky. I'll get caught every single time.
0: <laughs> and then and they and they they smell your fear
1: exactly. And they're gonna
0: they're gonna pounce and then they're gonna be saying, "Hey, you taking my picture? You taking yep. my picture?" Exactly. And you're like, "No, yes, no." no.
1: no. I, I'm just a poor student. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: doing it for class. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, that's that's interesting to think about. You know, w- which makes sense in ser- in terms of thinking about. You know, family, and I know that a lot of your yes. work sort of is dealing with with home. You lived in New York for a long time, and and, and coming to grad school now, it's coming also back home in some yes. ways. And so, a lot of what Port Swing deals with is not only like the porch and and all that. You know, the, the sort of the cinematic soundscape that can be. Both, so you know, domestic and yet you know, wildly open. But also thinking about sort of displacement and thinking about how you know we always carry with us either our mental thoughts or whatever you know, other places. Right? We're all, yeah. we're never in one place at one time. It seems unless you're some kind of Zen Buddhist or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you're yeah. really present. I'm I'm too peripatetic for that. Yeah. I would love you to, to hear you talk about how just like your work is sort of, you know, when, as a photographer, you're so, you're really tied to place unless you're like a studio type of person and, and you're not, you make pictures out yeah. in, in the world. So where you are makes every bit of difference. So I'd like, you know, can you talk about, you know, that sort of idea of sort of returning home and, and how the work sort of maybe is evolving and what, what you're thinking about there?
1: Yeah. Um, when I, yeah. So I lived in New York City for twelve years. Austin is my hometown. Um, you know, when I was in New York, uh, I was there for twelve years, and I still would call Austin home, um, mm-hmm. no matter where I was. And sort of, I've written about this before. Sort of like in in my worst moments, I would always be like, you know what? There's always Austin. We can always go back home. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. good. Um, and so. I was excited to to do work here. Um, my initial thought was sort of this more uh, diasporic uh, project when I was deciding sort of how I wanted to go about grad school. It was, you know, I sort of thought, okay, this is two years. I want to work on the same thing. When mm-hmm. do you get that time? And it was much bigger and broader. It was more about, uh, you know, Chicano, Chicana identity and mm-hmm. place and in thinking about it, that idea, I came across just some reading about home and, quote, mythical land called Etzlan, and uh, that a lot of Chicano-Chicana activists in the 1970s rallied behind. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's, I guess, for all intents and purposes, like, the it doesn't exist, according to scholars. Um, mm. And so just that idea of, like, there's this thing you attach yourself and your identity to that doesn't that may or may not exist. Um, how does that make you move through the world? And so I was really, excited and I came here, and then it's just the first couple of months was so jarring. Um, yeah, Austin is so different. I lived in New York City <laughs> for twelve years, so coming back
0: after uh, twelve
1: years is yeah. such a long time. Um, uh, I felt out of place. I didn't feel like I actually should be here, you know, and, you know, you grow, you learn, you meet new people and that's, you just change. And so it's just a different place than what I remember. And so uh, just trying to gather my footing and place myself here and understand that, okay, my home has changed. So what does that mean for me as a person and and how much I've tied my own identity to this? And, you know, and I worked on a project previous to coming home in grad school about my dad and uh, his roots and, and landscape. Um, and in that project, I also sort of found my mom in a way that I didn't quite expect. Mm. Um, and so, me having this existential crisis of uh, coming back home um, also involved her. And so, just the project has evolved to be so much more personal than i initially thought um and Mm. at this point you know she's she's puerto rican she left puerto rico uh you know not by her own will uh when she was seven or eight and Mm. hasn't lived there since and so often she'll talk to me about you know oh puerto rico's so much better puerto rico's this or that and i i mean Probably. I I haven't yeah, spent that maybe. much time there, you know, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and she recently just finished building a house there. So Oh wow. She's gonna go back to live there. And I'm very interested in her experience about going back home and living in this place that she hasn't spent extensive time in for a while.
0: Um, oh wow. That's that's a that's amazing to, to think yeah. about those kind of connections and that arc and right, we're always searching for some kind of home, you know, in that sort of metaphoric sense. And then, or a kind of, you know, a kind of utopia or an Eden or something like that, you know, in our memory, of course, you know, especially if you have your your last memories was from, you know, when you were seven or something like that. That's a wild thing to think about, like, who you are as a seven-year-old and who you (laughs) are as a, you know, probably 50, 60-year-old person who's had this yeah. entire life. Wow, that that's that's really a really intriguing to think yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that has been pushing me because she also does art. She also does, you know, she wanted to be an artist as well. And so, you know, I asked her, okay, draw like from memory what you think Puerto Rico mm. is, you know. And so I have a lot of that kind of stuff. And then I just can't have her without also talking about my dad. And so the, the video that, you know, so far is in the works um, is sort of, you know, she also did film when she was younger. So oh, wow. I recently found those tapes.
0: And, oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh,
1: I've been <laughs> very, very cheaply uh, transferring them. And so there's a lot of overlap with, like, how she, how she photographs, how she records film and how I do it. And so I think, like, this whole thing is more just, like pretty much an exploration of her memory and my memory and the sound that, you know, guides all of us at this point. Um And mm. yeah, it's, it's a lot of, you know, my photography is pretty, uh, I've, I've been told it's pretty quiet. Um And I feel that, you know, there's a lot to see and there's a lot within every image. And mm. this is sort of how I'm getting back to the film is, you know, uh, these longer, essentially longer photographs is kind of how right. I see it. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. yeah. And just what my, you know, testing everyone's attention span, I'll say.
0: <laughs> that's, that's the artist's job, especially in exactly. a medium, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's why we have people laying on the ground, you know, um, it's yeah. very, very chill that way. Um, wow. That just so much to, to sort of think about and, and sort of, It makes me think about, like, the history of, like, you know, how your parents met and all these kind of, you know, all those sort of ideas. Um, I should mention that, you know, speaking of home and and pictures, um, you have a couple of pictures up that I saw this morning, the Artist Run Club. got to always plug Artist Run Club. We visited the the Visual Arts uh, Center this morning. And saw to to your photographs and in a in a wonderful show. Uh, Latinx work and memory was definitely, I'd say, a through line through yes. many of the works, uh, either real or or kind of fantasy, right? In some ways, yep. right. Thinking about even like the sort of Spanish colonial past, you know, merging with um, sort of indi- indigenous kinds of uh, myth and um, uh, legend, if you will, and stories. Uh, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a really beautiful show. Um, it, can you talk about, just real quick, those photos that you have in that show?
1: Yeah. Um, so that's those two photos are from that original project. It's called uh, The Blue of Distance, which is an homage to Rebecca Solnit. Um, love her. Gotta hype her, you know.
0: Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> I love that um, essay. It's a great it's, essay.
1: It's an amazing essay. Yeah. I mean, I think I read it during... The pandemic and and it sort of changed my view of a lot of things um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just just like what a color and like atmospheric memory and it's just everything I love um mm-hmm. but yeah I I sort of started thinking about like what distance is like as a physical I mean I, I think we all did during COVID, but you know what <laughs> what is like a physical distance and like how do you represent that and um so those photos are from um a trip I took, uh, my first time to, to, to Marfa actually. Um, Mm. and that was sort of when the project was born. Um, just because it personified so accurately what I, what I thought my dad to be. So that was interesting because recently I was of course trying to do an artist statement of some kind and, (laughs) um, it's so hard. Um, and I looked back on just previous writing that I've done, and this was, you know, I looked back on the writing from like 2019, 2020, and it was the same thoughts I had now, which is um, how do you how do you uh, show my dad without showing my mom? And so mm. one of the images is her sitting on this rock. Um, she's also holding a Hasselblad because she also photographs, um, mm-hmm. and it was right after the, one of the biggest fights we've ever had in our entire lives. Uh, I had Whoa. never had a fight that bad before with my mom and, um, you know, I, I, I don't do this, but I stormed off and, uh, you know, and she came after me and she was, you know, we were just trying to talk through it cause we're pretty good with communication. Um, and so right after we sort of calmed down a little bit, i I just took that picture and we both were sort of in this like really weird state. um, And just being out there trying to do this project about my dad and having her, like, have this, we have this huge argument. Like, it just, it was so wild to me. Um, Mm. And so then the other picture is, uh, I'm sure people have seen it. It's this, um, uh, you know, Virgin uh, Mary. And she is, I guess, uh, it's a mosaic on this corner store that's in um, off Cesar Chavez. Yeah. And that corner store I used to go to as a little kid um, all the time, and I was amazed just in uh, you know photographing around East Austin when I did, and I was amazed that that was still there. And so I snap, I took a picture of it. It's still there now, but the corner store is very different. I was going back, and it's kind of wild, um, kind of bougie. It's a little insane.
0: Um, (laughs) It's now a foxtrot, right? Yeah, for sure. (laughs)
1: um and so the two of them together just makes sense to me um yeah i mean obviously you have you know the virgin mary you have my mom it's just like those kinds of things but just change and and the fact that we had this fight and like you know how you can rem- like style your past and your future um and then yeah there's also a book that uh i have one of one artist book there at the vac right now so if you want to flip through it um it's there. And it has, it's the first time I attempted um, putting my own words in the back and being vulnerable and showing, you know, all the journals that I have. Um, I wrote a lot during, uh, you know, when my dad was sick. So it, it's, it's, uh, it's all there in the back for you to see my open heart.
0: <laughs> wow. There you go. Reason enough. Uh, yes. Yeah. We'll have uh, links to that and all the other all the other stuff that you're, you're doing, um, in the, in the show notes so people can come, come great. down and see that. And there's other, there's, there's at least two other shows, maybe three other shows at the VAC that are all, it's a really, it's a kind of a great, it's beautiful. Uh, great group. Um, yep. and, um, and Port Swing Orchestra, uh, collaborator, Henry Smith also has a show upstairs, um, uh, showing off his, um, uh, wood type specimens and collections, which is, which is great, but. um it's beautiful. Yeah. And it, and there's a, there's actually a sense that is rarely explored, which is smell in the, uh, in the opening uh, galleries. But
1: oh yes, that it, is true. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. So that's it's worth, really great. Worth yep. seeing. It's a really beautiful, beautiful collection of images. Well, this has been awesome. There's so much to think about, you know, family histories and, you know, the sound of sand standing still in um, open spaces, um, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's kind of interesting. We'll be sitting in sand. Um, uh, concrete is, is basically formed sand. Um, there you go. Computers also sand, which is kind of insane to think about. But, um, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Well- that is crazy yeah no it's it's highly organized sand um
1: okay
0: <laughs> yeah silicone um yeah it's wild somebody described it that way i can't remember i read it somewhere and i was like oh it kind of blew my mind for i
1: don't think i knew that that's insane wow
0: yeah no it truly is i mean you know not to get super stony but you know all these <laughs> things are you know come from the earth and we, we didn't get it from anywhere else so it's sort of interesting yeah. to think you know what's natural what's unnatural and and all that kind of business, you know, where, where we start, where other things end—it's all you know, connected in some ways. Um, even though it feels very alien, um, yeah. yeah, glass is also sand. You know, crazy. <laughs> I love so, that. Anyway, those are the <laughs> those are things that you can <laughs> contemplate while while looking. At, I should ask you one last question, which maybe yeah. is going to uh, hopefully won't put you too much on the spot. Does your work at this moment does it have a title?
1: Um, there's a working title that I'm still not, I'm testing it. I'm testing it.
0: (laughs) Okay. We won't test it here because it'll become become permanent um, because nothing disappears on the internet or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll, we'll stay tuned because I know that words are Obviously, words are important, but they're also hard. You know, they're hard. Uh, Yeah, they're hard when you attach them to images. You, you yeah,
1: maybe it'll be everything is sand.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm for it. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> there you go. Sounds yeah, great. Yeah, perfect. Everything is sand. Well, on that, thank you so much for joining us. And I can't wait to see how the grains blow, if you will, yeah, and what they amazing. sound like.
1: Yeah, I'm um, excited for y'all to show. And also, I wanted to say thank you so much, Barry, for putting me on this. Um, it was a really big surprise. So I was, um, yeah, I loved it and for giving me the opportunity to experiment in this realm.
0: That's the name um, of the game. Cool. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. Yeah.
1: Horn, to unify
0: the elements of fire, wind, and water, to bring them into a single voice that is the soul of earth. To this sound we awaken the voice of the above, so that the soul of heaven joins in unison with the soul of earth, until they become one unified resonance that shatters and confuses all the forces of the voice of us. this. Thanks for listening to the Swing Orchestra podcast. Vast of the Sea is a series of presentations and performances highlighting the interconnections between sound, image, and community held at CoLab Projects in Austin, Texas. We heard an excerpt from her video presentation she will exhibit on Saturday, February 17th at 7 p.m. as a part of the Vast of the Sea series. You can get tickets for that and all the upcoming performances on a sliding scale at colabprojects.org at co-labprojects the Sea is supported in part by grants from the Cultural Arts Division of the City of Austin Economic Development Department, the Texas Commission on the Arts, the National Endowment for the Arts, and HEB. Hope to see you there.